I think at our peak during that time, we were making probably about seven grand a month gross. What's up, guys? Today we have special guest Steve Ferros. Steve has been in real estate for 20 years. He's currently a home inspector and an investor. He's inspected over 2,000 homes and currently has over $80 million in assets under management as a general partner. He's done fix and flipping, short-term rentals, wholesales, burrs, everything you can imagine. And just welcome to the show, bro. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me on, Daniel. I mean, it's exciting. We kind of connected, I think, at the last WealthCon, just chatting about our stories and just seeing kind of the cool things that you've accomplished in your real estate investing career. But also, I think one of the cool things that really stood out to me was you figured out a way to basically live for free, you know, like, you know, the, the whole house hacking concept. And I think as a brand new real estate investor, that's like, we are talking about this. That's like the yeah. best strategy to kind of get started. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, people that listen to Dave Ramsey and, you know, you'll listen to mm -hmm. personal finance and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all great. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times it's like, oh, hey, cut out the coffee, cut out the Starbucks, mm -hmm. cut out the, you know, kind of the smaller stuff. And it's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, that's not going to make that big of a difference. It's yeah, yeah. not going to put that big of a dent mm -hmm. into your, you know, personal monthly expense. Mm -hmm. um, so our, our goal uh, when we when we were looking for, you know, the last primary that we bought or, you know, that, that particular property was, mm -hmm. look, my absolute minimum going into this next purchase is going to be, I want to live for free. Okay. okay right. I so, like that. you know, so, you know, here in Hawaii, of course, like, as you know, uh, a lot of properties here are set up or have the potential to do, to be like multi-generational where you have like kind of a multi-family yeah, type yeah. setup, even though it's a residential property. Can you, can you explain that a little bit more? I think yeah. like the, what do you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. So basically if you're buying a house, uh, like a single family house, single right? family house, just a residential house. Uh, but that has the potential for, you know, either it has an existing ADU, so an accessory mm -hmm. dwelling unit, or here it might be on Ohana, mm -hmm. um, or maybe you've got an upstairs downstairs setup and really just something that has the potential to be a separate rentable space. Okay. It has a, okay. maybe a separate entry exit, okay. you know, another separate space, let's say for, you know, a bathroom or plumbing or, you know, that kind of deal okay. uh, where you can rent it out uh, separately from your main space. Got it, yeah. You know, and it can turn into mm -hmm. an income generating unit. Uh, now, a lot of people here, of course, they use it for just extended family. Yeah, you know, you've got mom, multiple generations. Mom, when they come and visit, like, you know, hey, when, uh, when the grandparents come over, like, hey, yep. at least you have a little spot where we can, like, house you and things, right? So, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, for us, like I said, I wanted, we wanted it to be a rentable space. Okay. So okay. my minimum was, hey, I want this unit, whatever, and however that ends okay. up looking, I want it to cover you know, my monthly housing expense. So that was just our minimum going into a So when you're, so you guys are looking to buy a primary house Correct. and then you wanted to have a, a house that was big enough where you could rent out a portion of the house Correct. that would cover basically what you pay or what you're paying in your mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. And I know this is kind of hard for some people to wrap their head around. You know, I still have friends to this day yeah, where it's yeah. like, oh, gosh, I can't, you know, you guys must, you've been sacrificing all these years. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I don't see it as sacrificing because, you know, once we were able to achieve, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you know, covering our mortgage, I'm living for free in yeah. Hawaii. Now so I have, basically your 100% of your income now, you can use it for whatever you want, either absolutely. saving, investing, or it's like really the best way to kind of build wealth over a long period of time because like you said, the biggest expense, which is housing, was completely mm -hmm. taken off the table, right? So I think we both were like, we look, we both love Dave Ramsey. He's a, a, yep. a great guy, you know, like the, what he teaches and things. But at the same time, like cutting out coffee or the small expenses pale in comparison to just, let's say we can just cut out your mortgage, right? So yeah. if you can cut off your mortgage and your car payments, basically like the cutting out coffee is, is irrelevant at that point, right? Absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean, I, and I get it. Like, even if you're mm -hmm. like, let's say, even if you're going to Starbucks mm -hmm. every day, mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, what is that? You know, over the course of a month, it's still maybe 
two, three hundred bucks. Okay. Right. Okay. Like versus, okay, well, my mortgage, let's say at that time, thirty six hundred dollars. Okay. So if I can axe thirty six hundred dollars, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow, now I'm making a dent yeah, into yeah. disposable income that I have every month. Now, yeah. am I using that to go pay down? You know, for some people that might be, mm-hmm. hey, I'm gonna pay down student debt mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. personal debt, mm-hmm. right? Or hey, maybe I'm saving up for my next investment property. Or buy a Lambo. <laughs> or buy a Lambo. Uh, you know, or whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Like, but that's significant. It's like mm-hmm. now, hey, you know what? Um, now I don't have to go get a second job or Mm -hmm. you know what kind of pay increase is that for somebody i think this is huge for people especially in hawaii because i think when you live in let's say in the midwest in kansas city and the house is one hundred fifty thousand, your mortgage is like four hundred dollars a month right but in hawaii like we're million dollar houses your mortgage is three thousand four thousand five thousand six thousand dollars a month which is a huge monthly expense for us right Mm -hmm. yeah no and i think it's it's especially important in a high cost of living Mm -hmm. uh, state like hawaii Mm -hmm. uh specifically uh, for one, because you're not only is your payment going to be that, I mean, mm-hmm. especially our current interest rates, right? Like mm-hmm. payments are really high, mm-hmm. but it's also that initial upfront down payment. And that's at that, I think, is the, the challenge that most people have, like into getting into something is yeah, they just yeah. don't have, well, hey, how can I save? You know, like two, three thousand dollars a yeah. month, a hundred grand yeah. to be able to put down on another property. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, unless you have family member or somebody mm-hmm. that's willing to lend you that money or gift you that money, yeah, that, yeah. you know, that's a huge obstacle for a lot of people. So, you know, for us, Thankfully, we were coming out of another property, so we did have money to, you know, to be able to put down. Um, but creating that okay. separate income stream, boy, that was huge. So and walk us through like the this this first this property that yeah. you're living for free in. How many bedrooms? How many baths? How big was it? Yeah, yeah, sure. So property itself was about eight hundred, uh, sorry, eighteen hundred fifty square foot. So only so under two thousand square feet. Under two thousand okay. square foot. Yeah. How many beds um, and baths? Yeah, so it's a four-bedroom, two-bath. Four-bedroom, two-baths, okay. Correct, correct. So, And we were coming out of a two-bedroom, two-bath condo. Okay. So, okay. you know, a lot of people here are used to condo living, too, mm-hmm. right? And our square footage is not, you know, I grew up in Texas, so, you know, square footage in Texas, obviously, for a single-family house, massive yeah, compared to yeah. anything that we found here. But coming from an 800-square-foot condo to go into an 1,800-square-foot, you know, four-bedroom, two-bath yeah, house, okay. even if I split that in half, which is what we ended like up doing. 900 feet, I mean, or square feet each. I'm still living in the same size square footage, so okay. there, there's really no difference. Um, I now have a yard, though, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that house, four-bedroom, two-bath, okay. uh, over 1,800 square foot. Um, now, my background, and we, we'll kind of dive into a little bit of this later if you want, uh, my background uh, starting in real estate was I was very used to looking at tax records and okay. walking property, okay. right? So I could immediately walk into a house I'm, uh, and I would have pulled a tax record beforehand. And, you know, I'm looking for anything I can take advantage of, mm-hmm. right? You can pull up, uh, you know, for those of you guys who are familiar, and this is all public record, right? You can go pull up, uh, uh, you know, a plat map. You can go pull up, okay, well, what does the structure of the house look like okay. on public record? Yeah, we have right? this here in Hawaii, right? We can yep. just go onto like the, yep. the Hawaii website or the county website. You can see exactly correct. what's, what's on, on the tax record. Correct, so. correct, correct. So one thing that I noticed on this particular property, since we were looking for something that was a multi-generational, mm-hmm. multi-family type of setup, yeah. it was on listed on the tax record as a duplex. Okay. But it was being marketed as a single family. It was oh, presented like a single family. Okay. So somebody had just renovated it and uh, you know, had made it just to look mm. just like a single family house. So again, 
my experience is you being able to walk yeah. property and this is the benefit of you guys you know looking at property yeah, just being yeah. fam familiarizing yourself with hey plumbing electric yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff location for this that. is a really big important point i think so you mm -hmm. kind of developed the skill of finding like um value where it was not so obvious right and so you're like you're looking at tax records when you're looking at properties you're yep. seeing where is there some kind of like a discrepancy that i can actually take advantage of where mm -hmm. maybe the listing agent didn't catch this and they're marketing like incorrectly maybe they're they listed it as like a lot less square footage than it actually is there or it's, mm -hmm. in this case it was, a, it was actually a duplex but they're listing as a single family so you go in with like a, as a savvy investor and you can see actually there's a lot more value and opportunity here than what's actually being listed on the market right oh yeah absolutely mm -hmm. so you know we immediately go in and i'm like huh okay well there was a kitchen here you know there okay. was well, there was time, a door so, at okay, one point okay. and i can see it and yeah. i can kind of visualize yeah. it walking through so you know so we went ahead and bought it you know mm -hmm. knowing okay this is the game plan going into yeah. it okay we can go create um you know another you know kitchenette okay. or whatever um we can split the house we can separate the house and that's what we did we, we you know we bought the house ended up closing on it um you know did some minor renovation to the okay, property okay. itself so you bought it was a little bit of a fixer or something like that or is it well actually you know and, and this is you know maybe this is something for you know your your audience um it doesn't have to be a fixer mm -hmm. right you know um i, I know typically that's going to be where the most value okay, add okay. potential is for most mm -hmm. properties it's like hey yeah we can we can create value right yeah, you yeah. have sweat equity um the house had just been renovated okay so okay. this is this was already the back end of somebody else's flip or okay, a project okay, okay right it, this was just an untapped potential and untapped okay, opportunity okay. uh for this specific property and again you know maybe this wasn't what everybody was looking mm -hmm, for but this mm -hmm. is perfect for what i was yeah, looking yeah. for okay uh, again because i had a different lens through mm -hmm. how i was viewing this property and what i needed from it got it um yeah. So, so, you, so you guys purchased the thing yep. for, you want me to share what you bought it for? Yeah, yeah. So we bought it for 820000 Okay. Um, so Single we, family, four, four bedroom, two bath. Correct. Uh, 1,800 square feet. Yep. Just under 2,000. You saw it, it could be set up as a duplex. Correct. Then what was, in, what was the next steps? Yep. So, you know, at that point we went in, you know, started uh, getting our contractor in there mm -hmm. to be able to say, okay, well, this is the vision. This is what we want to have happen. Mm -hmm. uh, went and split you know, effectively split the house into two units. Okay, okay. So now instead of a four bedroom, two bath single family, it's two, two, one units okay, that okay. have separate entrances, separate, mm -hmm. you know, uh, exits, their own kitchen, their own, like, their own kitchen so. yeah, their own complete setups, laundry, mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Okay. Um, and this was even something too, like you guys can, you know, if you're walking property, the house already had two, two water heaters, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for one single family house. So, you know, there was still clues there yeah, on site. Yeah. And the thing is like, there are single family houses now even today that have two water heaters that were never duplex, right? There's sure. Ohana units or people are just yeah, like, yeah. hey, I want to get my water faster than like, right. the, yeah. than my than my roommate or whoever it is and so it's just there's already a lot of houses that are kind of set up where you can easily turn into a duplex even right. if it's actually listed as a single family right? oh totally yeah 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 and people do that too you know mm -hmm. like if you're wanting to, to kind of recreate this mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be listed the same way as the way mm -hmm. we bought it i mean of course i had you know, were able to identify that yeah, opportunity yeah. but you can still do this on many properties where you yeah. create a separate entry separate exit yeah set up you know uh, maybe it doesn't have to be a full kitchen yeah maybe you put a in a wet bar or something yeah, wet bar. So, yeah. yeah totally 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 yeah, absolutely. So we were able to split that uh, property into two. Okay. Uh, did, you know, minor improvements, minor renovation. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't have to change any plumbing or electrical mm -hmm. and that because it was already there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really just a matter of identifying it, making okay. the tweaks to, you know, the creating the floor plan that we wanted. Uh, now furnishing it, because again, we knew right okay. off the bat we were going to go into it uh, as a Airbnb, like a short-term okay. rental okay. type short -term. property. Um, 
And then uh, funny story to kind of go with this, right? My wife was pregnant during this time. We were okay. expecting our, our second child. How many kids uh, do you guys have, by the way? We have two girls. Okay. Okay, uh, awesome. So girl dad, ballet dad, pageant dad. So I you know, <laughs> love, love my it. girls. Yeah. Um, but at the time, we were expecting our, our second Okay, so and your wife's what, like nine months pregnant? Yeah, my wife's, my, wife's, my wife's never, like never ready, pregnant. She's ready to blow Oh yeah, point, she's, so. she, was, she was ready to go. So, <laughs> okay. you know, we're doing renovations and all of that. And so the renovation had been done to the property and okay. we had we had furnished it mostly. But, you know, there's still, if anybody, you know, our listeners, right? Like there's a lot of setup that needs to go in to make a property mm. livable, right? Like yeah. think about any house. When you do a move, you've made a move in, you know, in your life, right? Yeah, oh, I'm moving to a yeah. new apartment, a new house there's a laundry list of stuff that you yeah, got to do right? right and so and then also to take a next level well now you want a rentable space <laughs> so you're thinking okay well what does somebody else need that i may not use yeah, yeah. uh you know i don't have a tv at my house but i know hey a renter's expectation yeah, is yeah. hey you're gonna have a tv you're gonna have you know all of these xyz right like all these small details um so you know my wife ends up going into labor as we're in the middle of furnishing the house setting oh, up wow, the house okay. So we're at the hospital, and uh, what we didn't realize is, as she's giving birth, okay. um, I get you know, and you know, for for you know, those people that are familiar with Airbnb, I've got the Airbnb app. Okay, I get a okay. ping on my phone, and hey, somebody just instantly booked your place. Okay. And I'm thinking, what? You know, like I'm thinking it's people checking on us. Hey, how's the baby and all of that? Um, but it's a notification that somebody just booked your place and guess what they're coming in two days wow okay. and we're in the hospital delivering you know my 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 little one at uh -huh, this point uh -huh. and at that point instead of saying well this does you know i've got to cancel this booking mm -hmm. you know this is our very first booking our yeah, very first yeah. experience with airbnb and it was maybe like a two thousand dollar booking oh, wow okay so it's a pretty pretty big booking then so right yeah so. and so it was like you know, and so, I, I got to give all the credit in the world to my wife here too, because I probably would have been like, babe, we got to cancel this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but she's like, no, you know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm here, you know, delivering you, you know, you go take care of that. We're keeping this book. That's how you have a, that's how you know you have a winner, man. Oh, I mean, totally. like your wife's uh, the true MVP, just <laughs> giving birth and like, just like, Hey, let's, let's keep running this investing thing and let's keep, let's keep rolling. I, I love it, man. So, oh yeah. So, you know, I called up a buddy, we went and finished out the mm -hmm. unit, did all the touch up paint, got it ready. Mm -hmm. And it was literally to maybe the tea, like the, Oh man. I mean, the, the people were coming at, let's say four <laughs> o'clock at check-in time and we were in there you know, until 3.45, touch up paint, you know, buttoning everything up, putting the sheets on the bed and everything else just in time to get them ready to go. I've been there before. I, it's it's kind of like, it's so, um, you're you're so stressed out, like right up to the moment, right? Because there's the adrenaline's running, like, oh, we got to finish this. But like, I feel like some of the most um, productive things I've ever done in my life was when there's like a super tight deadline. Yeah. And so like the the guests are coming, we got to go to the store, honey, we got to buy this stuff, we yeah. got to like, get this thing all arranged. And you're just like going like 110 miles per hour just to kind of get the thing over the finish line. Wow. And then like, boom, once it, once you finish it and like you, you meet the deadline, it's, you feel like so good, right? Because it's like right. a huge accomplishment. You did like the jam that so much work and just in the, in the nick of time. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good pressure, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. It's not good for us to live under stress, yeah, yeah. right? Because then you got cortisol and all the mechanics and you yeah. know, all the science of that being negative. Yeah, but it's yeah. a good pressure because yeah. um, then it puts time constraints on what mm -hmm. you need to do. And you'd be amazed yeah. um, at what you can accomplish when you actually have a deadline and somebody putting pressure, leaning on yeah, yeah. In order to get it done. I feel like there's there's like a healthy way to do that and an unhealthy way to do that. But I feel that 
putting like deadlines on yourself or in your time or time constraints on yourself, you always like it's sometimes surprising how much you can accomplish in that time period when you didn't realize. And so like it's always like so it's just like the you have a test for like uh, let's say like three months out or whatever, right? The teacher's like, hey, like study for this test. You're like, okay, okay. okay. Two months, one month, the night before, like, oh crap, I have a test tomorrow. You jam that thing like all night and then, like the, what should have taken three months, you actually take like one day or like a few hours, but that pressure to kind of complete it before the deadline and just amazing what we can accomplish as humans just in that short deadline once we have like the right incentives or pressures upon us, you know? Yeah, oh, totally. And, and I think something key too, and I've seen, I've seen this personally, mm -hmm. you know, and then I've, I've seen this in other people's lives too. Mm -hmm. You start to build momentum. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. so you know, body mission, body motion tends to stay in motion. Body rest tends to stay at rest. Okay, I like right? that. So when people get some momentum going mm -hmm. by getting out of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. right, like mm -hmm. changing up your routine, mm -hmm. getting some momentum. When you see that first win, it's so much easier to roll that into yeah, something yeah. else, right? Like to get going on another project yeah. or whatever, because now you're amped up, now you're ready, man. We've been jamming, and then you see how efficient and how productive that you can yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Now you okay, well, what else can I do? What you know? What else? Yeah, yeah. You know, what yeah. Else, we need to do more. We and it's, do it's more. kind of like snowballs, right? Because oh, I totally. think someone once said the this this great quote. It says, uh, "Confidence is a recent memory of success." Mm -hmm. So, like the more you kind of stack up these wins, you're like, "Oh, I finished this thing in time. We got this Airbnb up and running. Oh, we can do the next one." Like you put all these different yeah. things where you start to kind of start snowballing. Now you have way more confidence, which allows you to be more productive, which allows you to do more. You get more out of your comfort zone. You're just kind of growing as a person. But it's like this giant snowball where you're just becoming like this this monster, this animal to just accomplish and do so much more in your life, right? Yeah, and I think people undersell themselves on how much mm -hmm, they can yeah, actually mm -hmm. accomplish, right? Mm -hmm. What kind of skills they actually do have, yeah, yeah. Um, how much they can actually achieve in their lives. Because yeah. when I look back, let's say at the last five years, mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. blown away by how much mm -hmm. we've been able to do. It's easy to look at the rearview mirror and be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. You yeah. don't want to stay too long in there, right? It's, yeah, it's like, yeah. You're driving in the car. The rearview mirror is the size that it is yeah, yeah. Uh, compared to the windshield. Because yeah. hey, looking forward to the future is is always going to be more productive than just keeping us, yeah, uh, you know, that yeah, eye on the yeah, past, yeah. right? But the yeah, I, th I think people undersell how much they can actually get done. Yeah. Because um, yeah, what we've been able to do the last five years, it gets me super stoked, super excited for the mm -hmm. next five, and to know, wow, I can actually do more. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's cool, I think, is just getting around people like you or other people who are really successful because it kind of opens up your eyes of what you think you can do yourself. Mm -hmm. I think I had a coach back in high school, tennis coach, amazing coach, right? But me and my buddies, we joined the tennis team. We were brand new. We didn't really know how to We were like, we originally joined the tennis team. We were like, hey, let's get some free tennis lessons because yeah. you have to pay for tennis lessons at the right. time, right? We were like, hey, let's get some free lessons. So we joined the team. But then our coach was so good. He just had this belief in us. And like, hey, we're going to get you guys to the OI finals. Like, we're going to win OIAs. And we're like, there's no way. Like, we're brand new, right? But like, just you're like barring the belief of like your coach or whoever is kind of pushing you. And then his kind of like the, his mindset and the way that he does things, it actually pushes us to achieve way more than we would have without him. And I think yeah. having like good peers or good mentors or coaches around you kind of pushes you to kind of achieve way more than you would without those kind of barring their faith in, in yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I, I totally agree with that. Like one of the things I think that's been really beneficial, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously I'm a man of faith too. So something, something I always see like, mm -hmm. okay, well, children are a blessing, right? Like, like, children yeah. are really stressful, you know, for those of you, you know, like, I know you don't have kids yet, right? But the, um, you know, with my kids, like something that is shown is like an extra level of patience, but also too, like it gives us a unique perspective, mm. right? Like, okay, well, I know when I'm watching my baby daughter, you know, before she's even crawled, before she's taken her first steps, yeah. I know that you're capable of potentially becoming an Olympic athlete, let's yeah, say, yeah, and, yeah. you know, running, you know, miles and miles and, and jumping and doing all this kind of cool stuff. 
baby doesn't know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so like, this is, this is the, the benefit of having some outside perspective mm -hmm. and surrounding yourself mm -hmm. with other people, let's say, who are maybe a little further down the road. Yeah, you don't have to yeah. be miles down the road, but even yeah. just a few steps down the road to be mm -hmm. able to encourage you, let's say as a start, a new investor mm -hmm. or even an experienced investor, yeah. right? It's just showing you what's possible. Hey, I'm two steps down the road. It's not so scary. You yeah, can do it yeah. too. Right. And why don't you try this? Try this little tweak on what mm -hmm. you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I still, I still need this too. Right. I'm yeah. still part of Same. masterminds and yeah. groups and all of that. Like, I, I think no, it doesn't matter what level of success that you read. There's always somebody that's further down yeah, the road. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's always somebody that you can go to for additional advice as from whether they be life advice mm -hmm. or business mm -hmm. advice or, you know, spiritual advice, like whatever it is that you need, there's mm -hmm. always somebody that can help to provide you some additional yeah, perspectives, yeah. additional insight. And, you know, I think that's huge, especially for people that are like just starting out. And but that's also huge why like people like to like sharing your story is really powerful because mm -hmm. people may not even realize like, Hey, I can buy a house and rent out the other side of like the house and actually pay for my mortgage, which number one is an amazing strategy. But mm -hmm. number two is like, Steve, he's a normal guy. Like, you know, he, he figured it out. Like, I mean, like the, he's like, I mean, like you're obviously a special dude, but I mean, like you're not, not special in a, in a, you're a normal average person, but you've accomplished so many crazy things. 80 million assets under management, probably over a billion that you walked in, like inspecting like houses, but just like the tracker record that you put together is just from the consistent daily action, but just having like taking advantage of the opportunities that's given, been, been given to you. Right. So, oh yeah, totally. I mean, for me too, like it's a mindset shift. So like, like, you know, you're reading off like, uh, okay, hey, this is things that I've done. Um, like to me, it's, it's almost surreal too, because just the yeah. background that I had, yeah. like, I didn't even think it was honestly like, and again, like, you know, to your audience, like listening in, tuning in, all that kind of stuff. I didn't even think it was possible to mm -hmm. own a, one house. I was exactly dude, at 30 years old, dude, I was at 30 years old, dude, I, was, I mean, it's crazy. I was the exact same way when I first started. I never wanted to own a house because like it's too expensive in Hawaii. And so I had a couple of buddies who bought a house and like they're living on like ramen every night just to pay their mortgage because having a mortgage in Hawaii like sucks life out of you because <laughs> if you have to pay three, four, five thousand dollars a month, like that's your whole paycheck, you know? It's like it's like you have like no breathing room for anything else. And so mm -hmm. I mean, that's why I also love the strategy that you're talking about today. But I'm, I 100% like know where you're coming from. So yeah, I mean, I, I again, and and you know, for me, like everything starts with mm -hmm. mindset for one. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, I came from a broken family. So like, we, you know, we were always renters mm -hmm. growing up, which is mm -hmm. probably something, you know, maybe, you know, some of the, the audience can relate to, especially mm -hmm. being here in Hawaii, because it is so expensive yeah, to yeah. be here. Um, so again, Broken family. I didn't graduate, you know, high school. Like oh, really? with my my wow. initial with my initial graduating class, I you know I went back and, and kind of finished okay. up. But uh, you know, got involved in all the wrong crowds and all that kind of stuff. Um, but even somebody who, who you know, even when I started in real estate, I was wholesaling. You know, I was hey, I'm glad to provide you a deal. I'm yeah. glad to provide you an opportunity. Yeah. Um, but that's for you. Because you feel like I wasn't worthy to like take yeah. it down myself. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's a mindset. It's a mindset shift because uh, I didn't see that for myself. Mm. I'm not a homeowner. Mm -hmm. You can be a homeowner. And yeah. I'm glad to provide you a great deal on, yeah. you know, adding to your portfolio or somebody to buy a house or whatever. Um, but for me, like a lot of that just starts with a mindset shift. And this is also too, where this is the value of community. This is the value mm -hmm. of surrounding yourself with people who are more successful yeah. or, or just doing things that you want to do, mm -hmm. um, listening to podcasts like this, right? Cause it's, you know, or shows like this, it, it could just be, okay, wow, if that person can do it and I'm just a normal dude, you yeah, know, like yeah. I was a normal guy. Like, I mean, I didn't come from any money, come from a broken family, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, again, didn't even think it's possible to, to own a house to now. Yeah. We do have quite an extensive yeah, portfolio yeah, of yeah. own property, 
you know, all over the country. 80 million assets under management. I mean, just like the numbers kind of blow, blow your mind. Sometimes. I mean, it's, it's I, you know, the fact that we've been, I mean, we've been very blessed to have traveled, you know, all over the world. Mm-hmm. And now I get to pass that yeah. mindset on to my daughters, to mm-hmm. the next generation. To me, that's huge. Uh, leaving a legacy, right? Like being able to yeah. do more with those resources. It's not all about us. Yeah, so. yeah. 100%. And, but I mean, just even going back to that point, yep. like if you're in your 20s or in your 30s, you're like, those guys can own apartment buildings like tens of oh, millions yeah. of dollars. Or like it's it's so far from like your belief what's possible for you. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even like in the same stratosphere. Yeah. But now it's like it's like it's like a natural thing. I just own eighty million in in assets under management. It's just you're a landlord to like other people who are kind of coming up in the same kind of the same places that you were once were yourself. Right? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so interesting. I mean, like I said, it's it is it really is <laughs> surreal. Uh, and then again, there's always new levels, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, even though we have uh, that much, uh, AUM, right. Assets mm-hmm. under management. And, you know, we're buying 50 to hundred unit apartment buildings. Well, guess what? Like there's, there's people down the road that are buying, you know, two, three, four, 500 unit yeah, complexes yeah. like at a time, right. Yeah, yeah. Buying, you know, bigger class properties mm-hmm. in different markets. And right now and so you probably totally feel different. like that's for them and not for me, right? Like that's, I mean, it's just, it's a different, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is different, but mm-hmm. the, again, there's that next mental mm-hmm. shift, right? There's that next you mental jump. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you got to see it. Okay. Well, is that, is that for me? Can I do that? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Uh, so again, back to value of community, back to value of, mm-hmm. you know, surrounding yourself with people who are a little further down the road, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. They don't, again, they don't need to be miles down the road. Yeah. Just I think that's also steps. a good point is whenever you like, when you surround yourself with people who are like, so far ahead of you, you feel like you can't relate to them because like they, they're still in a different stratosphere. Mm-hmm. But when you, you're around people who are like, Hey, they're one or two or three steps ahead of you. Like, Hey, I feel like I can reach that level because like, you're like just a few steps ahead of me. And so when you're in that room, it's like, I feel like a lot more productive or a lot more um, um, helpful for you because they're like, you start to believe you can do a little bit more because these guys have done a little bit more than you, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it makes it, it makes it practical, <laughs> right? It, it's attainable. It's like, okay, well maybe I can't put together a hundred grand, you know, to go buy a down, put, you know, put down payment on a property. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well maybe you're renting right now. Yeah. Can you rent out a room? Yeah, you know, yeah, can you, can yeah. you go, is there something else that you can do? Can you go rent out a car and, you know, put it on Turo, right? Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, I can afford a couple hundred bucks of a car payment on, uh, you know, getting a loan on a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Can I rent that out? Yeah. Is there a side hustle that I can pick up? Do I have another skill set that I can mm-hmm. do? And again, all these little small wins, mm-hmm. they may not make a huge, huge impact in the short term, mm-hmm. but can I stack some of these small wins, start building mm-hmm. some momentum? Where get some confidence, some snowball, like, the mm-hmm. momentum, and then to eventually get to the point where... Hey, now I own like 80 million or whatever it is that your whatever bigger goals are, right? Yeah, 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 whatever. I mean, and, and again, other people start to see that too, right? And so like as people start to see that, then that creates new opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then once you have those small wins and you have those successes, well, guess what? People want to partner with that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, people also want that in their lives, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, now you start to also see opportunities as you build momentum. Mm-hmm. Well, what else can I do? What yeah. else can I do? Right? You, you, okay, man. Oh, wow. And everything starts to become an opportunity yeah, versus yeah. like, oh, that's not for me. I, that's for other people. I, I, there's no opportunity here. It's so expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's it's cost of living here. I can yeah, never yeah. buy a house. To like, no. What else can I do? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, else yeah. can I do? What else can I do to build momentum yeah. to ramp up? And okay, great. Then you get more, you know, momentum going. Yeah. You got more resources, more yeah. capital. Um, and it's, just build. It's very easy to kind of get in the mindset of like, woe is me or complaining, right? They call it the vic- the victimhood, right? And I think like I've been a 
Um, I've done it in my, in my past. I probably still do it to this day. But there are certain times when, like, let's say, we complain about the cost of living in Hawaii, which is mm. stupid, by the way. But then it's like, if you come from a mindset of like, oh, it's so expensive. Like, it's, I can't do anything with my life. Versus like, it's so expensive. How can I overcome this? And so I think that slight shift is I can't first. How can I? Right? I think then Robert Kiyosaki talks about in his book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, like that slight switch of I can't to how can I? And it just starts to get your brain moving in kind of a different direction where you're like, I can't afford a house in Hawaii or how can I afford a house in Hawaii? And like this, going back to your story of just how you guys, how you guys um, actually did it living for free, we still have to finish this up, but I just like, I just think like this, that that slight change in the way that you phrase things or see things will make a big difference in what you do and how you, what you can accomplish in life, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that was a huge shift for me too, right? Everybody, I mean, of course I would expect if you're listening or watching this and you mm-hmm. haven't read Rich Dad Poor Dad or listened yeah. to Rich Dad Poor Dad, no yeah. excuse, right? And then and there's so many other books that we go out there. But again, mm-hmm. that comes back to your mindset, mm-hmm. right? Like um, Tony Robbins talks a lot about this too, right? Like um, like increasing your standards, like leveling yeah, up, like yeah, your yeah, expectations, yeah. Yeah. like your standards, right? Like my expectation going into buying that particular house was like, no, my minimum is I want to live for free. I may not cash flow, yeah, yeah. but I want to live for free. Yeah. Well, Gosh, you know that already adds right off the bat thirty five hundred bucks a month. Yeah, let's yeah. say to my my income, yeah, right? Because yeah. effectively, hey, if I'm not paying it, mm-hmm. that's income, right? It's not going out of my pocket; yeah, it's coming yeah, into my yeah. bank account. Hundred percent, yeah. So Plus, it's like I mean, it's, it's like you're getting the income, but it's also building wealth for you because your mortgage is being paid down. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of other crazy things that are happening while you're house hacking, right? So. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, like again, it's like your your expectations, mm-hmm. right? What do you see out of life? What do you mm-hmm. want out of life? If you see that there's no opp- no opportunity everywhere and it's so expensive and I don't know how anybody can live here and I'll never be able to afford, guess what? You won't. You won't. Yeah. It yeah. will be expensive for you. It doesn't yeah. change the re- it doesn't change the reality. It doesn't change the fact mm-hmm. that you know milk is as expensive as it is or gas is expensive mm-hmm. as it is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but your mode of being able to visualize and see. Yeah. Well, hey, well, I, yeah, but there's ways that I can afford that or yeah, somebody yeah. else can help me to pay that or I, the ways that I can offset how expensive it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to, it's not taking away the reality of it, but there's things that I can do on my end yeah, yeah. To, to level up yeah, you know, yeah, my ability yeah. to be able to afford that mm-hmm. and to provide for my kids and sit them and create better opportunities for them and my family and my community, right? There's ways mm-hmm. to level up to do it. So it's just a matter of changing your perspective, yeah. changing your mindset. I mean, it's, it's so huge. I love that. I love that. Okay. So back to the story about the yep. house hack, Yeah, the Airbnb, yep. where, what made you guys choose Airbnb over, let's say a long-term renter or a midterm rental? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we had traveled quite a bit, so I've been mean, very blessed to have traveled uh, pretty extensively, mm-hmm. even before I, I feel like a lot of the financial success, my wife grew up overseas. And so for her, okay. um, it was kind of normal to travel like internationally. So like, mm-hmm. she was, she came to this country from, uh, from the Philippines. Uh, so she grew up half there and half in Hong Kong. And so like okay. I had already at least been able to travel to those okay. places cause she had family there and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, th- again, that provides a different perspective, right? So, and we had just been used to staying in Airbnb. So mm-hmm. we were like, okay, at that time we're like, well, Hey, you know what, what if, and I don't think we even really knew anybody that was doing it at that yeah, time. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like the super popular thing mm-hmm. that it's been the last couple of years, but uh, we knew we, we saw that as an opportunity. So yeah, we went that route. 
Um, and, and two, like we just figured, okay, well, look, these people are not going to be here long, so mm-hmm. it doesn't lock us into a long-term tenant. If yeah, if you they're know, bad for some, right, right, right. If they're a bad tenant or whatever, <laughs> like if I've got a long-term renter living directly next to me and I'm sharing yeah. a wall, not that that's any different than if you were in a condo or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, but now that it's under my control, okay, I want to be able to con- mm-hmm. you know control a little bit of that, and at least they're paying a premium and they're not going to yeah. be here long. So that that was kind of our, I think, okay. how we saw it as we were going into it. Um, so yeah, so the Airbnb really worked out. Um, so not only were we covering our living expense at that point, right? So let's say 3,500 bucks, right? That's what our mortgage was. So we were able to, I think at our peak, uh, during that time, we were making probably about seven grand a month gross. $7,000 yeah. on there, on the Airbnb. On the one unit. Wow. So like, yeah, you're yeah. living in a two one on one side, your mortgage is $3,500 a month. Yep. There's a two unit on the next, right next to you, part of the same house. Mm-hmm. At, a, at its peak in Airbnb, you're making $7,000 a month. Yeah. At that so, time for wow. a short term rental, wow. right? Um, now obviously legislations change mm-hmm. and kind of all that kind of stuff, regulations change. So we did have to pivot, uh, you know, okay. after a little okay. bit. Um, but then we, what we did was transition to what we call midterm. So, okay. you know, okay. so those are the listeners that may not be familiar with, you know, people kind of watching, um, it, it's basically just 30 days, mm-hmm. uh, plus, right. Okay. So okay. a lot of, uh, specifically on Island, right? Like that's, that's a minimum, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, month to month rentals, right? Cause then yeah. now you're really talking, that's potentially long-term yeah, yeah, tenants yeah. too, right? They, they, re- they lease month to month. Um, so we transitioned, you know, pivot to that still kind of this, a similar operation. It's still a furnished unit. It's mm-hmm. midterm. Um, and then, so income does drop there because okay, you're just not okay. able to, to turn yeah, uh, anywhere yeah, yeah. as quick. Uh, but it's also a lot less work. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. so there is some less check-ins, there. less cleaning, mm-hmm. less kind of like handling with what guests need and things. So. Yep. 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 So yeah, so we've, we've done that, I think pretty successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, went from, you know, $7,000 a month to maybe 4,500 to $5,000. Well, which is so unit. amazing. I mean, like the, yep. the fact that you're living for free, mm-hmm. plus you're getting another like grand on the side for just like whatever, like food or whatever thing is, it's almost like theoretically if you're a super frugal person you could just quit your job yep. almost right like you you have your your housing paid for and then you got like a little bit of cash on the side where you can like actually live i mean that's it's such a powerful strategy for anybody oh, yeah. who's just starting out especially like in hawaii i think so. oh absolutely and that did actually allow my wife to stay home okay with okay. our daughter that was okay. that was something that she always wanted to do didn't mm. realize how much of a motherly instinct that she had until mm. after we had our first one and it was just never a reality for us, mm-hmm. right? Because again, housing expense here in Hawaii is so yeah. expensive, right? Well, I want to be able to be a stay-at-home mom, uh, but how can I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and again, it, back to you know your comment earlier, well, it's like, well, I can't do that too. Well, how can I do that? Yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? Here's an opportunity. Here's yeah. an option for you to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, being able to just re- get rid of your housing mm-hmm. expense effectively, boy, what kind of... And even if you don't need to stay at home, maybe you enjoy your job and you want to continue to work. Yeah. Like... Wow, what kind of for one, what kind of burden does that take off yeah, of you? Yeah, yeah. Just like just like from the, the weight of like having to like the pay your bills every month, right? Yeah. I mean just but I think it's also really good because I mean very amazing that the I think real estate investing in general and I consider this real estate investing, even though it's kind of like your primary house, mm-hmm. it allows us to have time freedom. And I think there's nothing like that in the world where you can, there may be someone maybe like crypto or like, but I think you got to get a little lucky, et cetera. But I think there's nothing in the world that kind of provides that ability for you to have freedom of time mm-hmm. while you're building wealth together, right? And so it's just like that, just a simple thing like a house, like by just renting out the room that you, 
of your primary house. Now your wife gets to like quit her job and move home. She has the freedom to raise your kids. Now you have less pressure as, as a as a husband and a provider to kind of like make sure you're, you're covering like your mortgage. There's mm -hmm. just so many things that kind of go along with that. Just that simple decision to just invest a little bit on the real estate on the side. Can I say two guys for those of the husbands and the guys listening out, you know, um, think about what that does to your relationship, mm -hmm. to your marriage, right? When, uh, if your wife or your significant other, your spouse, and this could be from either way, right? Mm -hmm. Like husband or wife. If you take that stress, right? If you're going to work mm -hmm. every day, man, I freaking hate my job, but I can't yeah. leave because my monthly mortgage is five thousand dollars a yeah. month, yeah. and you know we got to buy groceries, and mm -hmm. you know we got to send the kids to school, and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Well, think of how much stress that that relieves yeah, yeah. off of your relationship, off of your you know your life in mm -hmm. general, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well now you can start. Maybe you're not an investor yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can start socking away some of that money, mm -hmm. paying down debt, you know, building mm -hmm. up your, your savings account, building up your savings reserve, taking some trips, yeah, right? Yeah. So like, you know, you mentioned it earlier, having that time freedom, guess what? Like for the first, you know, however many decades of most people's lives, your work, you're trading your time for money. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what we, you know, long to achieve, you know, most of us are investors. It's like we eventually you get to the point where you're like, well, I'm, I'm just trying to buy my time back. Yeah. The older you get, especially too, like I'm, I'm turning 45 here this month. So, you know, I start thinking, wow, and that's five years away from 50, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you start, you start to understand, wow, my, my years really are numbered. Mm -hmm. um, you start to become more cognizant of that. Oh, well, I want to spend more time with my kids. Oh, I want to have more time to, to travel or to, to do the yeah, things that I yeah. want, right? Not to have to go to work. Um, and I enjoy my work, so I still do it. Um, but I don't have to do it yeah, if there's, I don't there's want to. There's a big difference between difference. having to go to work and choosing to go to work. And I think... As humans, we're like we're created for work. Yeah, I think it's healthy for us, whether it's work at a job or work with like a like, staying at home mom. That's still like a job, like technically. Like, but I'm just saying, like we're made to do things and be productive. I think it's very healthy for our souls, for our psyche, for our emotions. But there's a big difference between like working because you have to mm -hmm. and working because you want to. You know, it's just it's just it's a completely different ballgame. Oh, absolutely. And, and you, I mean, you can't th you, think about that too, guys. If you're not going to work every day stressed mm -hmm. out because mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I got to pay my you know, my, my mortgage and I got to pay all the bills and you just show up like all grumpy and, you know, yeah, all yeah. upset or whatever. How much more productive are you and you just yeah. doing your job? Yeah. How much, you know, are you, are you nicer to your yeah. coworkers and to the, all the people that are surrounding you just because I don't have that added stress. I don't have that cortisol pumping through my veins and, you know, stressing me out and putting me in a bad mood and causing yeah. pain and causing sickness and cancer and all this mm -hmm. kind of junk. No, you're in a good mood. Hey, wow. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, you know, happy Monday. You know, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful new week, yeah. you know, like it's, it just changes your, your overall, I think, perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that starts with a mindset shift. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally true. I think, and so like, I think there's, there's a lot of benefits to like investing in real estate, not just yep. money wise, but also like your, your quality of life, right? Totally. Like that's the amount of stress you have, just like your security for the future too. I think that's another big one where you don't feel like there's no end in mind, end in sight. But I think so like now that you're, you have like this little unit you're renting on the side of your primary house. Mm -hmm. Eventually, maybe you can sell this. I mean, like buy another house and then rent out both sides. You make a little bit more cash flow, do the exact same thing over and over every few years. Mm -hmm. Now you have built in retirement. And I think that's huge because a lot of us, in like when we're trying to save in our 401k, like it's, it probably took me like 
10 years to save like 100 grand on my 401k yeah. i mean obviously i wasn't contributing to like super right. regularly but like it's so hard to save in your 401k over like a long period of time especially if you are barely making enough to kind of survive it in hawaii you know so totally just real estate investing or general like just like the simple strategy of house hacking and doing this a few the same thing every few years like it allows you to build a retirement and a security net for you when you when you get older yeah absolutely i mean you and all this time too you're right you're building equity you have debt pay mm -hmm. down right all the benefits that come with like let's say home ownership mm -hmm. um, but too then you know you're leveraging your hardware up to that point if you're taking care of your credit right mm -hmm. like oh you have a solid w-2 history because you're working mm -hmm. you know you're nine to five great leverage all of that right yeah, yeah. Um, and i don't need to tell you this I mean, you're the master of the burr mm -hmm. you know here right like creating value and and, and leveraging debt and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff to be able to do that um but again like that sets you up for for other things yeah, yeah right yeah. whatever you want to do right if yeah. you want to grow a massive portfolio awesome mm -hmm. now you have a game plan that you can do that yeah, yeah. right you could literally just yeah. do that over and over and yeah. over and over and over again yeah create total uh, you know, financial freedom, mm -hmm. you know, create value in the marketplace, right? And you could be good. Like, that, there's your game plan right there, guys. If, if, if this is all you want to do and that's mm -hmm. all I think you take away from listening to, you know, this mm -hmm. episode, um, you can house hack, burr, and just repeat that process yeah, yeah. like over and over and over. Again, I, I wasn't, I didn't necessarily, even though I knew how to do it, and initially I was trying to buy mm -hmm. under below market. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I bought it at retail. Mm -hmm. I just had to recognize the it opportunity. It worked for your situation, right? It worked so. for my situation because I was willing to go come at it, looking at mm -hmm. it from a different mm -hmm. angle. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was seeing that as just like a, the that house. Well, it's a retail house. Like there's no opportunity mm -hmm. there. Yeah, the work has already been done. The value's mm -hmm. already been created. It was rehabbed. Yeah. No, there's there's way more opportunity here. Yeah. So like you know again. So you don't have to necessarily go out and learn how to do that if you don't want to. Yeah, if, yeah, now, if you yeah. can do that, hey, now we get to it's double dip. Supercharge, right? Yeah, it's going to supercharge. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, now that, you know, that particular property, let's say, is, is grown, you know, hundreds of thousands of okay. dollars in value, yeah. you know, in equity. Um, I guess probably worth, even in this kind of depressed market that we're in right now, it's easily still worth, you know, probably 1.2 plus. Wow. Okay. So um, but, how long ago did you guys buy this house? Uh, we bought this in, we bought it in 2019. So a lot, a lot happened for us in 20, oh, I take that back. It was uh, 2018. Okay, wait. So like, let's, 2018, let's 2018. think through these numbers a little bit. It's, yeah. it's crazy to kind of imagine, right? So sure. you bought a house for 850, 820, 8, 840, 820, okay, yeah. 820. What was your down? Like you can put like 3% down, right? So let's say you could. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, yeah. If you want to, if you want to go that route, I mean, we ended up putting 20% down, okay. uh, just to avoid PMI. And we okay. had, the, we had the capital sure, at that sure, point. Okay. You can definitely get into, you know, properties for less expensive okay. than that. Three and a half, five percent you know, yeah. whatever, if you're going so to let, let's just, let's just take like the, the, what another person could do, like maybe sure. not necessarily your guys, but you buy a house for 820 yep. at 5% down, which is like 40 grand ish, right? So 50, 40, 50 grand as a down payment. So you buy this house, your initial investment is 50 grand. Mm -hmm. You own a house that's worth 820 and then like you're renting out one side, right? It's for five grand a month and your mortgage is only 3,500. So you're living for free, making a thousand dollars a month on the side. So over every year you make, let's say like $12,000 a month or $12,000 a year in just cash flow. Your mortgage balance is going from whatever, let's say like 800 to like, 750 like it's slowly going down so like you have more equity in the house right so mm -hmm. over the next five years your balance might be paid down from like an eight hundred thousand dollar loan to maybe let's say like a seven hundred twenty thousand dollar loan so you mean like it's like 80 grand just like equity in that house right? we're being simplistic here guys. yeah so and then yeah. so i mean so it's super super similar terms right yeah. and then over the next five years you actually gained value of the house appreciating so now it's worth mm -hmm. 1.2 million 
So your loan is only, let's say, $700,000 at that point in time. Your house is worth $1.2 million, plus you've been like, getting about $12,000 a month in cash flow every year, which is another $100,000. So like, you basically made $600,000 on your $50,000 investment over five years doing nothing. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing is like you're not doing anything. You're just... You're just doing nothing and you made 600 grand over five years. And like just the thought of being able to do something like that is just the, the numbers are there. Just, it's insane. You know, now you can take that 600 and buy another house or buy 10 houses, whatever it is you want to do it, reinvest in the stock market and real estate, whatever it is. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, just think of it too, guys. Right. Like it's like when you're, let's say you're just renting, you don't own anything, mm -hmm. right? You're fighting multiple factors. You're a fish swimming upstream. Yeah, you're fighting yeah. the current. Because, you know, the value of the, you know, the currency is being uh, devalued, mm -hmm. right? Because we have, oh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of, you always hear that in the news today, right? Like, oh, you have uh, inflation, inflation right? Yeah. Well, that's the value. That's a purchasing power of your dollar being eroded mm -hmm. is what it is. All right. So now you have an asset that hedges against inflation, yeah, yeah. right? So it, now is it not, not only is your money be uh, not worth uh, less, it's actually worth your, your assets are worth more yeah, because yeah, it's fighting yeah. that inflation. The value of your property is going to increase mm -hmm. at, to the level of the amount of inflation that's happening. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have that working for you. Now you have that additional income again, too, that you can go back and take and do something else with you. You want to put it in your, your 401k. Awesome. Guess what? That's going to continue to grow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you want to go pay down debt. Awesome. Then that's not just, again, there's that much less stress that's mm -hmm. working against you and you just your daily life. Yeah. Right. So there's just like so many benefits that you can take, yeah. uh, you know, from just that simple mindset shift, just having that simple perspective mm -hmm. shift that like, Hey, I can do something beyond you know, just renting or putting my money down the drain yeah. and not being creative. And again, we had this to buy, you know, not that particular house, but to buy the first property that we bought, man, we scratched and clawed and borrowed like, you know, but, you know, we borrowed against retirement accounts and we yeah. borrowed money from family, everything just to scratch and put together, you know, a $35,000 down payment. The first you know? one is always the hardest, right? Oh, yeah. like, just to get into the game. It's always like the, there's so many obstacles to overcome. Like you don't know like how to, like how to navigate these things. That's why maybe having a great lender or a real estate agent to kind of help you really helps you to kind of like navigate in the very beginning but just it's so difficult to get started but once you get started it's so much fun to kind of continue and to kind of build momentum upon that that initial like win absolutely i mean again remember it's like the body rest tends to stay at rest mm -hmm. so to get that body off of yeah. being just at a standstill mm -hmm. into some kind of movement that takes the most amount of mm -hmm. fuel and effort, right? It's like getting a plane off of the ground. Yeah, like yeah. how much of the fuel, like percentage? I don't even remember. It's like eighty percent of the fuel, or even yeah, more yeah. The, for rockets, right? Like the, yeah. I mean, even just a, even just a commercial jet, mm -hmm. right? Just to get it up in the air, it burns most of the fuel just upon takeoff, mm -hmm. right? And then once it actually gets to getting some momentum, gets mm -hmm. to a cruising speed, then it can kind of coast way easier, right? Yeah, You're not burning yeah, that much yeah, fuel just yeah. to maintain, yeah. right? It, but it's that upfront effort. Yeah. It is going to take you guys getting out of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and whatever facet that is, right? Uh, whether that is borrowing and clawing yeah, and, you yeah, know, finding yeah. a whatever opportunity. But as you start to build momentum, it, mm -hmm. it does get easier because then you get experience. Then you get, you know, those things working for you as well. Yeah, just, yeah, it's yeah. just that much better. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. So being a, like an inspector and having inspected mm -hmm. thousands of, of houses and units over the course of your career, what are some things people need to watch out for when they're either buying a house or buying an investment property? Like just from your experience. Yeah. I mean the key stuff, I mean like, you know, a lot of concern, like um, what we've seen like in our investing, both, you know, buying personal property, investing in the one over the years, plumbing is always a huge one, right? We see a lot of property in an Island. Hey, if it's built in the sixties, right? It's super, there was like a housing boom, like yeah. during that period. Mm -hmm. So we see a lot of older properties. So plumbing can be a significant expense, 
right? So cast iron plumbing, a lot of times, and everything's got a shelf life, right? Everything's got a, a usable lifespan, right? So that's always a big one. Yeah. Uh, roofing, of course, right? You're just thinking big ticket items, right? Like plumbing, HVAC, yeah. uh, electrical, uh, roof. Those are t- those are typically the kind of the big ticket items. Have, have you guys ever seen any kind of crazy like setups as far as like when you guys are inspecting a house? Well, I mean, I you know I, I'll, I'll share one story just from a. This was actually a commercial uh, acquisition that we were looking at. We ended up passing on, uh, but it, it did cost us money, right? Okay, Even okay. just to exit from that uh, being an escrow with this particular property, hundred unit. Uh, uh, commercial building, right? Multifamily building um, in Texas. So we did go into this property and, you know, I walk up on site. We're doing due diligence there. I'm looking at the property. So, you know, you evaluate everything as a whole. And again, I'm looking at the same things that I'm telling you guys, right? I can get much much more granular because I know exactly what I'm looking for. Um, But I start to see red flags almost immediately because I see uh, if you're walking around any uh, a house typically or building, you'll see what they call cleanouts, And these are just ways for plumbers to be able to get a snake okay. down a drain. Ah, I get, okay. you know, hair clogged in my drain or what roots or whatever. Got to be able to clear it. Okay, well, let's take this cap off and let's go ahead and get a snake or something down there to be able to clear the, whatever the blockage mm-hmm. is. Well, I started seeing where it looks like, you know, a bunch of random cleanouts at the, at the side of this building. Okay. And it just kind of didn't, it, it, it looked odd right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, now again, somebody looking at the building may have been like, "Well, the building looks fine. Yeah, you know, brickwork yeah, yeah. looks good. Roof looks good. Hey, yeah, the yeah. seller's saying it just it, they just changed it. You know, five yeah. years ago. So it's like, oh, you know, surface level looks really good. Um, so come to find out, okay, well this this particular uh, property had copper drain lines, which is already kind of unusual. So what we had already seen was a lot of the a number of these copper drain lines had started to collapse. So what they were starting to do was bypass. They were punching to exterior walls to bypass, let's say, kitchen drains into plumbing that they had routed already outside and down to kind of the lateral lines out to like the sewer main. Um, but I start seeing lots of caps. I, I can tell it wasn't done very well. And they probably mm-hmm. hired the maintenance guy or somebody just to kind of come up with a workaround. Yeah, yeah. Because they're calling Rooter Rooter every other day yeah, to try yeah. and come clear a blockage. It's never going to go away. Okay, so uh, again, so immediate red flag. Right. So, you know, we ended up getting, you know, plumbers out there to try and get us a bid. Well, okay, well, hey, we're still in our due diligence period. So, right, we're still in the period of time Mm -hmm. where we can do our homework on the property. Yeah. yeah, Right. So we're getting active bids out there from plumbers. Well, bids for one, they took a delay. Uh, to get out there it's a small market okay so yeah. not everybody can work on some a project of that mm-hmm. size mm-hmm. in this market so this is where you're doing homework on a market uh, take that into consideration if you're doing work on a property make sure that you're mindful of where it's at mm-hmm. are there resources to service yeah whatever yeah. That's, it is that i'm trying point. to buy yeah. when, especially when you're going out of state i think yep. when you when you kind of stray from the main metros if you're in the big city you have like a lot of tenants no you got a lot of property managers you got a lot of contractors once you kind of go to the outskirts now you have like less tenants less contractors less property managers and so that can shoot yourself in the foot if you just got like unlucky bad set of tenants or property managers or contractors in that area right correct so. correct right yeah and, and this is this was the case so it's mm-hmm. like oh it's texas you know there should be somebody it's like mm-hmm. yeah but it's just a small town in texas yeah, yeah and you know this is the biggest fish in the you know in the town yeah and you know there's just not that many resources to service it so we had to draw you know get plumbers from like hours away mm-hmm. for them to come out and try to bid on this job well we you know we start getting bids back it took us beyond. I mean, this was a mistake on our part, and this was pretty early on. But again, learn from my learn from my mistake. Learn, you know, don't do this. Uh, we went beyond our inspection period. Our inspection period, okay. right? So now our, our earnest money is at risk, okay. right? Like the money that we How put down. How much was our earnest money at this point? I mean, thankfully at this point, I think we were 
on that particular one, we were out like fifty grand. So well, they, I mean, that's not just no, it's, it's not insignificant. Lot, yeah. It's not, but it's it's far less than the, you know what we're doing now, yeah, right? Like yeah, on, yeah. on other projects. So it's fifty grand, and um, so the bids start coming back in, and it's like a million dollars. Wow. Okay. A million dollar plumbing repair. Wow. Right. So you're thinking, wow, like that's okay, expensive plumbing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, part of it was again because this is kind of in a remote area, so to speak. Yeah. So, so they it's could charge whatever they want, kind of basically. So. Yeah, because. Again, who else are you going to get? Mm-hmm. You know, lo- you know, local Joe Blow plumber. Yeah. He, it's far beyond the scope of what he can yeah, do. Yeah. So if you got to bring a big firm coming from, a, you know, an outside uh, city, a major metro, have them come out hours, and they're mm-hmm. going to have to spend, you know, weeks if not maybe a month mm-hmm. or longer on site. Guess what? You're going to pay for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so, anyways, we ended up losing, you know, our EMD. Grand. We tried to get to go back to negotiate with them and say, hey. Sounds like you guys may be potentially new about this. You obviously yeah. had have, having plumbing issues. We're going to need a million dollars off of the asking price. Yeah. Well, we can't do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we don't have a deal. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But unfortunately, that means at that point uh, we, were out, we were out. We were out our EMD. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's you like a little uh, sore learning learning lesson. Fifty grand. Is oh a yeah. Joke, man. But. Yeah. Still remember the exact uh, you know name of the property and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know this is several years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, all of all of our partners, like we all, still have that sting because we def- yeah, we, yeah. we felt that that comes like, out of our pocket. Sometimes right? like the best learning lessons are the ones that hurt the most, right? It's oh, like totally. you're, you're, if it didn't hurt you, like you don't really learn the lesson. But if it was sore, you're like, okay, I'm never gonna do that again because that was, that was really hurt me, like hurt my pocket or whatever. That Absolutely. Is. And so now, like for us, as a learned lesson, right? And we were raising capital for this particular deal. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, hey, look, I'm not going to go into a deal mm-hmm. with somebody else's investor capital yeah, yeah. on the line, yeah. knowing that we're potentially going to have mm-hmm. issues here, right? We weren't willing to push the deal. Um, but so that that's one of those things. Now, ever since that property, we get sewer scopes on all of our mm-hmm. digital acquisitions. Sure yep, so. I don't care. Yeah, It's got plastic plumbing. It's mm-hmm. got, you know, modern PVC or ABS mm-hmm. drain lines or whatever. We're putting a camera down the drain. I don't yeah. care. And exactly. we've still run into so many issues and so many, so avoided so many potential problems and have, now you have a, a you know, a bargaining chip, mm-hmm. a point of leverage to be able to go back and say, hey, look, I've got, you know, you've got a couple of collapsed uh, drain lines here yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. some bellies and, you know, some of the plumbing or you got root intrusion or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Again, that's just extra ammo that you have to be able to go and, and you know, negotiate a potential discount that's uh, that's know, a seller. really good point i think i'm gonna actually have to add that to our repertoire because i think right now when we're buying some things where we it's not like a requirement to go do a sewer scope but after hearing this story from you i think i'm gonna do the, the wise thing and learn from other people's mistakes and so i think going forward we're gonna put sewer scopes in all of our commercial buildings just yeah sure. and honestly it doesn't it doesn't cost very much you know you can hire a local plumber to do it you know uh, this is obviously in the mainland so this yeah, is not yeah, here yeah. locally if you're there locally you can buy a camera right you can buy a relatively inexpensive one you can go rent one of these guys from like home depot but if you don't know what you're doing you don't want to mess around with that kind of yeah, stuff i totally yeah, get yeah. it um i'm i've done this so like yeah. it, it's not an issue for me uh, but you can easily pay a local plumber that and that's a part of what we just write into our mm-hmm, budget mm-hmm. for due diligence yeah, during that yeah. period yep i don't even care we're getting a, we're getting a plumber out there to, mm-hmm. to go put a camera down the drain and see if we've got any issues that makes sense that makes a lot of sense yeah yep. so good so good so if somebody who's just kind of like getting started or they want to mm-hmm. they see the, the steve for us of what you've accomplished and like hearing about your story about your house hack and living for free What's kind of like, what kind of advice would you give them to kind of take that first step on their, on their journey? Yeah. I mean, a, a big one is, I mean, for one, look, if you're already hearing this, then that's already a step forward. That's mm-hmm. already a step in the right direction, right? You're learning from people that uh, are further down the road, right? Mm-hmm. right? Like, 
Daniel super experienced, right? Like, you know, uh, doing flips and doing commercial acquisitions and, you know, doing birth strategy and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, I, you know, I have the things that I've done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can glean from our experience, right? Yeah, like even yeah, just hearing yeah. these stories, uh, you know, hopefully you learn something already yeah, or yeah. a potential opportunity get that a you source, can take advantage of. Get a source scope when, you, when you're looking at house hack, house, right? Source scope, <laughs> right? Like there's, there's a couple of, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of little quick tips. Um, so that's one thing, right? Um, but I would also, you know, of course, like change your mindset, start working on your mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the key things that I have always, or that not that I've always done, but that was something significant for me is I got rid of our TV. We don't have a TV. I haven't had a TV in the last two houses that we've had. Right. Um, and I know people are like, okay, well, TV, that's goofy. Well, guess what? Like I, the way that I always saw, or the way that I started to see it was, mm-hmm. um, I, look, what are you going to see on the TV? You're going to see news, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, well, most of that stuff is all salacious stuff. It's all yeah, just bad yeah. news anyways. Okay, yeah. well, I don't need that. I don't need to feed myself that, right, for one. Um, two, if you're watching a movie or something else, and again, I'm not I'm not opposed to watching an occasional movie or that yeah, kind of stuff, yeah. but I'm also watching somebody else's vision play out on the screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what? If I want to go create something for myself and something for my family, I want to go create my own vision, mm-hmm. right? I want to see that play out on the screen of my life, mm-hmm. right? So I don't have time to, you know, continue to feed myself only watching somebody yeah, else's yeah. dreams. And that's what TV, that's what movies and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is. I don't, I don't have time for that, right? So not only uh, improve yourself by, you know, reading books, work on your mindset, start to create a compelling vision for your own life, um, start to surround yourself with people who want to see you win. Yeah. yeah. Guess what, guys? Yeah. You got a lot of people in your life that are, you know, kind of the crabs in the bucket if, you know, people are familiar with that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they start to see you kind of crawling out of the bucket, so to speak, the other crabs start to kind of pull down and pull yeah, you back yeah. down. Well, mm-hmm. you think you're too good for us? Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. And, and so you really have to be mindful of this, the relationships that you surround yourself with. Right. So that's just something practical. Um, and then two, I would take an evaluation, do a self-evaluation. Of, well, what kind of skills do I currently have? Maybe that you're doing in your nine to five. Yeah. Okay. Well, have you picked up some, maybe you're doing accounting or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, can I do maybe books? Is that something that I enjoy? Are you a numbers person? Hey, maybe mm-hmm. I can start to underwrite some deals or kind of learn the numbers side of the business. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, maybe you're a maintenance guy. Maybe you can pick up inspections or doing something mm-hmm. like that or property management. Like, hey, these guys are always looking for maintenance people. That's yeah, a, that yeah, makes yeah. or breaks deals a lot of times. Yeah, so yeah. take a kind of take a self-inventory. Like, well, what kind of skills do I already have? I and mean, what do you like enjoy doing too? What, right? do I enjoy like, doing? what are you good at? Nope. And what do you what kind of gives you life when you do it? I think whenever we're operating in our like our passion or our superpower, mm-hmm. it just brings us more energy. There's certain things that like suck energy and there's certain things that give you energy. So when you're kind of evaluating like what you want to be doing as part of like the team member you're like what's bringing me energy and what do i enjoy doing right oh absolutely i mean because what what you'll find is even if even if you're making money and you're successful using Mm -hmm. let's say a a, something that you can do it may not be what you should do yeah yeah, it may be soul sucking still yeah yeah. Uh, maybe you're willing to put up with that for a season but i wouldn't lock yourself into it because you're Mm going to hate it you're always going to fight against it Mm -hmm. um and you want to fight or you want to work with something that you're gifted at, that you're good at, yeah, yeah. you enjoy doing. Yeah. Because um, that will be something that you want to continue to build yeah. on. And you can do it for a long period of time, right? Yep. And like you basically like never get tired of it, right? So, yeah. yeah, it's not work. And then it becomes, again, once you have some financial freedom mm-hmm. um, and you're working in, let's say, your skill set, working mm-hmm. in your giftings, it's not work at that point. Yeah. This is yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You can show up and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad to do it. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, like it's fun. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Right. So, yeah, there's a couple, couple of, couple of things I would think like uh, somebody can do just if they're trying to get started, trying to get build some momentum. Great advice. Great advice. Yeah. 
Well, if people want to reach out to you, where can they find you, Steve? Uh, you know, I started to try and do more on uh, Instagram. So SG Fieros, you can find me there uh, locally uh, here if you guys are interested in multifamily, interested okay. in networking, or just kind of, again, starting to meet some of maybe some of the general partner team. Um, you don't even have to be interested in multifamily, although that's what our focus is on. Mm-hmm. We do have a local meetup, uh, Honolulu Multifamily and More. We have it okay. every month. We just had one meetup. We're going to have one, you know, already scheduled for next month. Uh, so you can find us on meetup.com. You can find it usually posted on Bigger Pockets. Uh, Join the Facebook group, Honolulu Multifamily and more. So we'd love to, you know, meet you. It's an awesome location, beautiful location. Yeah, I know you've been out there before. Excellent uh, meetup. So. You guys run a good one. It's, just, <laughs> I, those, it's one of my favorite ones just because you guys always provide a lot of information as well as the networking. So I just always feel like I'm learning something new whenever I go to your guys' meetup. So you guys do a good job with that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you can also check us out on our podcast. So I'm a host, you know, of a, of a podcast as well. So it's called The Cash Flow Project. So one word, mm-hmm. cash flow. Uh, so you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, really wherever, you know, you're listening to your podcast, you can find us there. Shex, uh, I wanted to talk to you about that later, yeah. but then we, we were kind of running out of time with it here, but like <laughs> there's, a, there's another comment I'm just... Love to see like your experience because you guys interview a lot of different investors. You guys mm-hmm. like have talked to so many different people. So I feel like whenever like the whenever I have another guest on, I always learn something new or just there's always an like, interesting insight that I, I glean. So I'm assuming that like the same thing for you as you're interviewing these like hundreds of guests that have been on your podcast. You must have been a lot of interesting characters, but we have, maybe we'll talk off shop or something on this yeah, but, or yeah, do another sure. episode. So yeah. for sure. But yeah, you can find me on any one of those platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys have questions, you can reach out to SGF Properties mm-hmm. uh, at Gmail. Um, and you know, I'm glad to answer any questions, provide some feedback or, or whatever it is you're working on. If you need an inspection here locally, commercial, residential, glad to help on that as well. Awesome. Well, thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah. having you on. Hey, appreciate you. Thanks, Daniel.